Alright guys, welcome back to the Full Court Blitz Sports Show. Um, we're recording this at 9 in the morning currently. And uh, hopefully you're all having an amazing morning and also have a great day whenever you guys are watching this. Um, yeah, just go down and rate the podcast on Google and Apple Podcasts. Um, and I'll just share it around as well if you, uh, if you enjoy the show. So, um, yeah, so we got some... Um, couple things here today uh this is kind of you know we're still kind of in the um we're still getting you know although it's been a couple days since it's you know since sunday the first uh sunday of the nfl season we're still getting a lot of news that are coming out that's based on that some that that's based on Sunday's games and stuff. So we're it's still kind of, you know, that the week following a Sunday is with games is usually pretty pretty packed with stuff. So, and this isn't real packed today, but I mean we're still getting a lot coming out. So, so you guys know about the Forty ers They're having. You know they're they're coming off of probably one of the t- you know considering, I guess I'm trying to look at it from a perspective of a team that made it all the way to the Super Bowl. You know, usually a team that makes it to the Super Bowl, they usually follow up. You know, they usually follow up that season with having a hell of an off season and then going on to do great in the regular season. Well. I mean, this 49er team is coming off of, you know, obviously a Super Bowl appearance. They're coming off of one of the, probably one of the worst off seasons I think you could possibly have. You know, injury-wise, we're talking injury-wise. Injury-wise to the receiving core, um, you know, that, that's the biggest thing for them was the biggest hit they took from that. And um, that actually leads me into the first thing we got for today. So. New England Patriots, they they did release Mohamed Sanu. And um, as of yesterday, he is signing with the 49ers now. Mohamed Sanu signing with the 49ers. So, Interport reported, uh, per Sanu's agent, that, um, so, there's some, there's some chemistry here because... When Mohamed Sanu played for the uh, Falcons, Kyle Shanahan, his new coach, his new head coach, was the offensive coordinator at the time on that Falcons team. So there's some chemistry there. And uh, I, I, I guess that could be, you know, I'm guessing that could probably be one of the reasons why they signed him is because of that little, because of that chemistry they have, you know, you can build off of that. You can get, you know when when there's a when there's a chemistry that has been made already but it can but you know it gets resurrected and it can be made stronger of a bond i think that that's what they're looking for they know that they have a bond and um they can make it stronger by you know being near you know being around each other for a whole season so and that could change a lot of things so i think that that's going to help 
lighten up the mood in the receiving cores room as for the 49ers because again it's it's been pretty rough. Uh it's it's been a really, you know, that room it probably has a lot of negative energy in it right now from all the injuries and just how you know uns you know how poorly set up they are right now. So, you know, it's it's nice to see him, you know, back on a team. Um But so it goes on to talk about how it just kind of goes into the history of this receiving core and its problems. So the 49ers first round pick, first round rookie Brandon Ayuk's injury kept him inactive in Sunday's opener and Debo Samuel is on injured reserve. Jalen Hurd with an, is out with an ACL injury for the year. Travis Benjamin opted out. Richie James is dealing with a wrist injury. And Tavon Austin, who was signed following a rash of injuries, is out for the year. And Sunday's 24-20 loss to the Cardinals, the Niners' leading receiver was tight end George Kittle, who had four grabs and was also injured with a knee sprain. No receiver had more than two catches for San Francisco on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, there's clearly a problem there if – you know, a team coming off of a Super Bowl win, coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, loses to the Cardinals. You know, a team like the Falcon, a team like the 49ers shouldn't be losing to the, shouldn't be losing to the Cardinals, and that that should have been. You know, but I guess with how hurt their team is, the fact that they were still able to put up twenty is isn't bad. I would have. I think a lot of people, including me, were kind of hoping they would win just because it's a game that you would expect any team like that, you know, to beat. You know, because if a team's coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, you would assume that they could beat teams like the Cardinals. But I guess with how depleted they are, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo can't win the game by himself. So, you know, it it takes everyone, and uh, that's just not something that they were able to bring. But, um... I wanted to bring more perspective with Mohamed Sunu. So I went ahead and grabbed his stats. I'm going to read off his 2019 stats with New England. And I kind of give you some perspective of what he could bring to this, uh, to this 40, you know, depleted 49er group. So again, there, there's regular season postseason. So I'm going to read off both. And a regular season here he had 59 receptions, 520 yards, 8.8. Average receiving yards, average receiving, average gain per reception, and with to go along with two touchdowns. Postseason, one reception, eleven yards, eleven was his average uh, rush per reception, and zero touchdowns. So, you know, even with a not a completely stacked New England team, but the fact that he got, you know, with what they had at the time. You know, almost 60 receptions for 500 yards. I know that 520 yards isn't, you know, I know it's really low for a receiver usually. And he's an underrated player at that. I'm not saying that he's going to change the whole landscape of things, but, you know, the whole grand scheme of what their offense is going to be able to do. I'm not saying that he's going to change it all, but he'll definitely help because if, you know, George Kittle shouldn't be the only, you know, as a tight end, 
he shouldn't be the only receiver that had, you know, he shouldn't have been the only tight end to have, to be, to have been leading the receiving core like that. Like, that's just not, you know, but I know that they're banking on him because they, um, I know that they're banking on him because they, they just, they don't have a whole lot of, you know, considered veterans. As far as that goes, they don't really have anyone now other than Mohamed Sanu. You know, he would be the next guy up that would be considered a veteran. So, let me know what you guys think about this. And about this move. And do you guys like it? And then let me know why or why not. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. I personally like the deal. Obviously, the 49ers need it. Mohamed Sanu is on a team. So, there's positives there. But yeah, so let me know. And um, we'll move on. So Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas with an ankle injury now expected to miss several weeks. This is also following Sunday. So it was originally believed he could play through a high ankle injury sustained in Sunday's win over the Bucks. Michael Thomas now expected to miss several weeks per Tom Pelissero and per Ian Rappaport. So he had just three catches against the Bucks. His ankle ailment likely playing a part of his in his production. Usually a lot more of a productive guy on the field. And I know that it's you know, it's only the first game. I'm not saying everyone has to come out and like, you know, shine. You know, not everyone has to come out and play like their week 10, you know, later in their season selves. I'm not saying that they have to be great, but definitely Michael Thomas. It's not like him to only get, you know, three catches. It's He usually gets around, you know, well, I mean, he, he's usually one of the top receiving guys, you know, after a game. So the fact that he actually finished way below that is not, not like him at all. And, you know, an injury is likely to, play a huge part in that actually. So it's, you know, a lot of injuries, you know, not even, you know, just in general have seemed to have rocked a, a good amount of teams at this point, which isn't, you know, isn't always something you want to see, but the fact that these games are still ended up, you know, the fact that these games are still actually good is, is what really matters. I mean, obviously health too, but, the fact that injuries are really like looming at the start of this campaign and that these games can be as good as they are and actually be good enough to watch. Because as you know, ratings, you know, TV ratings for all of these games are just, they're not good. And I, I would imagine, you know, I'm kind of going off topic here a little bit, but I would imagine and let me know if you guys think this too. I would imagine that with the Buccaneers and Saints game, I would imagine that that game was probably, I mean, it was game of the week, but I would not be surprised if with how overhyped it was, I would not be surprised if it started out with a shit ton of followers, shit ton of, you know, a shit ton of watchers, TV watchers at home, you know, people watching the game at home. I'm sure ratings went through the roof in the beginning of the game. I'm sure once Tampa Bay kind of started to really slow down and 
really showed that they were defeated. I wouldn't be surprised if the ratings went to shit, you know, the second half. You know, because that's when Tampa Bay started to really go downhill. You know, the, uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks started out well. And then the second half came and they just, you didn't see them again. So, I think that, you know, the ratings probably started out really, really well on TV. And then it went down. And the NFL, unfortunately, they're going to have to work with that all year. That's just going to be something that, you know, it, it kind of works in their favor, but it kind of doesn't. Because there's no fans right now, so everyone's at home watching, which means, obviously, more opportunities to get higher ratings than usual. Because there's usually fans, which means what what's the average NFL season uh, NFL, average NFL stadium size like seventy thousand fans seventy thousand fans at a game that's seventy thousand people that cannot that's not watching the game at home that's seventy thousand people that can't give these companies ratings good ratings for these games now all these seventy now all of a sudden these fans that fill seventy thousand that fill a stadium of 70,000 seats, all of a sudden they're at home watching these games, giving these companies ratings for these games. So you would imagine it would help them out a little bit, but it also depends on the game and how it's going. Obviously that game, again, first half, went to shit the second half. New Orleans, they kept it up the whole game. So, you know, it's something that we're just having to look at. You know, having to, and you know, the NFL is just going to have to try and adjust to it all year. I mean, obviously their ratings are going to be a little bit better than the NBA's most likely, but with these, how those playoffs are going, it's it's going pretty well. But yeah, we're going off topic a little bit. So I just wanted to put that for you guys, you know, just to kind of get it out there, just to kind of give you guys some perspective on that. So um, moving on here, we got running back Le'Veon Bell. Uh, put on injured reserve with a hamstring injury by the Jets. So, obviously, since he's become a Jet, he hasn't been, you know, the the guy, the you know, the name that everyone's talking about. You know, on the Steelers, he was always being talked about. I just think that he's gone a little under the radar, to say the least, with this Jet team. I'm not saying that's because of, you know, maybe... I mean, obviously, since becoming a Jet, I don't personally think he's played to his potential, you know, these past couple of years. You know, all last season, you know, currently this year, obviously, like I said, it's still a new season, so not everything is going to stay the same. Like, a lot of people are still adjusting. I'm not saying everyone's going to play well, but, you know, even just basing on last season, Le'Veon Bell just hasn't been himself, and back when he was on the Steelers, you know, he was just, he was a guy that you had to worry about. Now he's just seems to be like an average running back that people can just, you know, that people can just easily face. You know, he used to be a guy that everyone feared and now, you know, on the Steelers and now he's just like, okay, whatever. But yeah, move, uh, let's uh, kind of start talking about and move on to what they have to say. So Kim jo- NFL Network's Kim Jones reported this on Tuesday uh, per people per sources informed of the situation. He is eligible to return after three weeks, but he 
what does it, what does it say he got? Okay, a hamstring. So put on IR Tuesday. And rookie receiver Denzel Mims, also with the hamstring, and starting linebacker Blake Cashman, Groen, were on put on IR as well. Just as some notable names. So, head coach Adam Gase pulls Bell from practice due to a fight, or due to a tight hamstring, excuse me. But this is, this is kind of getting into the history of how it led up to this point. He later says that, you know, based on, you know, from being pulled, he talks about from being, you know, getting pulled. He later goes on to say that Gase and him had made it up, had made up with each other. And um, then fast forward into Sunday, well, then he ends up getting an early exit by you know, getting a hamstring injury, and then Gase ends up saying that he wishes and regrets that he ended up, you know, letting Bell play in the first place because now this happened. And, you know, obviously Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell. He's obviously, he's always going to be good. You know, he's always going to be that, you know, that running back where you you want him, but he's not, I you know, he's not just the Le'Veon Bell that, you know, used to be on the Steelers. He's he's a different. He's just I don't know. Could it be injuries catching up to him at this point? I don't know. But um, it, it's it's not. You know, it's not really a a Le'Veon Bell that we're used to seeing. At least me, and it's sad because I always like seeing those you know those big runs that Le'Veon Bell used to make and. It's just, it's not really the same. And I wish I could say otherwise, but I can't. And, uh, anyway, Alan Robinson. So, I guess, like, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm surprised about this, but I'm also not going to say that I didn't see it coming because I know that there's been some... You know, in the past, there's been some, I, I know last season, there was a couple incidents where he, you know, instances where he kind of, it kind of felt like he might have, was, you know, might have been thinking about leaving the Bears and then out of thin air, it kind of just disappeared. You know, no one really, you know, everyone just kind of stopped talking about it. And now it's come back. So, he's feeling... So disrespected about the talks with his contract extension, you know, not getting what he wants out of it. And he has essentially decided to get, you know, he, he essentially decided to delete all bear, all the Chicago Bears references on, you know, off of his social media accounts. So his Twitter, Instagram, he, he decided to get rid of any reference of the Bears on those accounts and then has officially asked to be traded or asked to be traded or released. One of the two. I, th I believe it was, I believe it was traded. But, um, yeah, so it, it goes on to basically talk about what I just said. You know, he's feeling frustrated about his contract negotiation not going the way he wants. 
getting rid of his getting rid of all references of the Bears off his social media accounts, including photos of, of himself in the uniform and the team name. Tom Pelosi reported that Robinson feels he's been disrespected, and Chicago's offers to this point have not reflected to his fair mar- to his fair market value. Teammate Tariq Cohen tweeted a support for an extension for Robinson. There, I mean, there could be plenty of things, you know, obviously, like any other situation, you know, something like this. There's always a lot of factors that you have to look into, you know, could it be production that they're just not seeing out of them? Could it be maybe just not a very good locker room guy? I mean, that would be a thing that, you know, that's a pretty big thing to where if if, if a guy's not playing if a guy's not being a positive on locker room guy, it's enough to get kicked off, kicked off, uh, kicked off a team. So, you know, it, it's little. You know, it, it could be something so little as being a bad, being a bad negative energy to get you kicked off a team. It, it could be something so as simple as that. And unfortunately, I'm not saying that's true, but is it possible? I mean, you know. Me looking, you know, obviously, I don't have the information that they have, but looking at it and hearing the way it sounds, it sounds as if, you know, doing something like that sounds like it would be a bad locker room type of vibe. Like, that's not a lot, you know, that's not something, if something like that happens, that's not a guy that you would want in your locker room, you know, you know, because that, that locker room, you know, the locker room negative locker room vibes you know it, it kind of really depletes you know believe it or not it actually really depletes chemistry you know that's why whenever a, a team gets rid of a player because he's bad he's a bad locker room team he's a bad locker room guy you may be like, oh, that's a little harsh of a punishment, getting just getting rid of them. Okay, well, think of it from a perspective of a GM. They don't want, you know, they look at it from, you know, they look at it as it being good for chemistry. You know, they want, you know, all these guys are in an enclosed room together. You know, they're all in a little, they're all in a, a, a space together. They all, you know, they all talk to each other. They all converse and talk to each other and just, and just stuff like that, you know, little, you know, small talk and, you know, just little things like that really build up chemistry. And when you have a guy like this, that will, will, you know, in this case, we'll get rid of his social accounts, all, you know, wipe all references of his, you know, team off of his accounts. Well, your teammates are still playing for this team, but you're showing that you clearly don't, that gives off bad, you know, bad locker room vibes and that, really kind of depletes the purpose of chemistry, you know, locker room chemistry. And so I'm not saying that's what it is, but if it was, it would make a lot of sense and why they're maybe not, why they're not extending them and they're just not telling them why. Um, And it could just be something as simple as that. So it could be, you know, maybe low production Something as simple as, you know, bad, you know, bad locker room guy. 
or it could even come down to they just haven't even done it yet. You know, they just haven't even, you know, maybe they just haven't even got to the point to start, you know, talking to him about it yet. Maybe they're about to, and he, you know, decided to say something too early, and now, and maybe they were about to do it. You know, maybe they, maybe they were going to do it, and they were just waiting, and now they're, you know, now they, they now they have this situation on their hands. And, you know, nine times up out of ten, usually when this type of thing happens where a guy will do this kind of thing and ask, you know, to be released or traded, nine times up out of ten, it's going to happen because they're going to say, you know what, fuck it. We don't want this on our team. You know, you clearly showing that you don't want to play here by doing that. You're obviously not going to play the best for us then when you know if we if we kept you for another Sunday you're obviously not going to play your best because you don't want to play here so you know nine times up out of ten like I said he's going to be gone in a situation like this so it all you know at this point the damage has been done at this point we just see where the hell he goes you know obviously like I said damage is already done but I wanted to I think enough about that. I wanted to get into his stats here just to kind of give you guys some perspective on his career up to the, or his, I guess his season up to this point. So as of this season, currently he's got five receptions for 74 yards with zero touchdowns. And um, because the season isn't very, you know, just started, I want to give his 2019 stats just so that way it's a little bit more full. He went along. He went on. Went on to have ninety-eight receptions for one thousand one hundred forty-seven yards, with seven with seven touchdowns. That was last season. So, just wanted to show you guys the stats. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, twenty eighteen definitely took a hit there, with only having 50, 55 receptions for seven hundred fifty-four yards. With to go along with four pit to go along with four touchdowns only, followed up twenty nineteen with a very good year, compared to twenty eighteen, but um, yeah. So just wanted to give you guys some perspective on what kind of player he is, you know what kind of talent he would bring to another team. Let me know down below when I link all the socials. Let me know down on my social accounts. Let me know. Where you guys think he will land and what team you guys think he would, you know, be good on. You know, what team do you guys think he would be, you know, he would make a good fit on. And if it is a locker room type of thing, then I think it's going to be, you know, he's obviously going to have to try and change it or, turn, you know, turn it around quick if he wants to see another team. But, um, yeah, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then we'll uh, finish up here. So, yeah, we'll be back. All right, guys, welcome back from that break. So, moving on here. The Bengals are claiming former Browns kicker Austin Siebert ahead of the, uh, ahead of their Thursday night football meeting. So, okay. So, after, so one day after the Browns waved, wait. 
Okay, one day after the Browns waived Siebert following a dreadful week one outing in Baltimore, he's now joining the Bengals via waiver claim. Tom Pelosser and Mike Garofalo both reported on this. Bengals kicker Andy Bullock missed a game-tying field goal in the final moments of Sunday's loss to the Chargers, an outcome he attributed to a cramp in his calf, suffered as he was attempting to kick. With Bullock's status in question for Thursday night's contest between the Browns and Bengals, Siebert very well could end up kicking against his old team just days after they waived him. Zach Taylor later confirmed the Bengals' claim of Siebert as a plan B for the kicking spot, but he said we expect, we quote, we expect Randy to kick the, this Thursday as he works through this his tightness. Randy is our kicker. Uh, end quote. So it doesn't do the Bengals any 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 harm by, you know, just sending a guy. You know, for a quick, you know, for a quick pickup. And um. Yeah, it goes on to say that Siebert closed his career in Cleveland with an empty Sunday, going over one on field goal attempts. Sunday with a miss from 41 yards as part of Cleveland's ugly finish to the first half. So, yeah. It's kind of not, not too... Doesn't say too much else. So if he, if he just, you know, he doesn't play well for them, obviously they're not going to keep him. They're probably just going to one game him and then just get rid of him. And uh, last thing we got here for today is actually NBA related. This is from the Raptors community page. They have announced that they gave Nick Nurse a multi-year contract extension. Well-deserved for him, obviously. Goes on to say... Just just announced this Tuesday morning. So yesterday, Raptors and Nick Nurse have agreed to terms on a multi-year contract extension to keep him in Toronto as the team's head coach. There is almost no waste of time getting this deal done. Doesn't have very much on it. No, nothing out yet on his extension nothing nothing really on you know the money aspect of it there's just nothing it just says multi-year contract i'm gonna go ahead and assume probably a three to four year three to four year possibly even a five-year deal worth i don't know how much but he's obviously worth keeping around as you know bringing them to the bringing them to the championship winning it all he's obviously the answer they're looking for so that's always great to see when you get, you know that, you know, he's the one. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today, guys. Uh, not not a whole lot to, you know, really talk about today. But uh, yeah, please just make sure to rate the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. It just helps me, you know, see out of all the listeners who actually enjoys the content based on based on the rating given on the, on the, you know, on those two platforms. So yeah, I would again, really appreciate it. And also just sharing around the content, you know, if you guys, if you guys enjoy it, just please make sure to share it around. I definitely appreciate that as well. And I, I just in general, appreciate all you guys' support. You know, I keep seeing the total plays just keep jumping and it, it's crazy. 
I mean, as of right now, it's at uh, 400, I think it's 430 plays right now, and you guys are just going insane, and I, I love it. You guys are doing, you guys are doing amazing with the support. I'll keep grinding, getting these, getting these episodes out for you guys, and um, yeah, so that's going to wrap up today's episode. Again, this has been the Full Court Blitz Sports Show. Also, just a quick reminder, keep getting, you know, keep keep sending me your guys' opinions on anything that we talk about. I'd love to talk with you guys. And also, one last thing, let, let me know if you guys know anyone or if, if you yourself would like to become a guest on the show. Um, I'm, again, currently still looking for them. So, yeah, that's, again, that's going to wrap up today's episode, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.